Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is going on? This is Gordon and welcome to the Permafit Live podcast. Now this podcast and all of this content is for you if you feel like you've tried it all. You've tried every diet, every meal plan, every shake, every pill under the sun and you still struggle to get that weight off and you still struggle to get into the body of your dreams. That is what we do. That is what we focus on all day, every single day. And in this podcast, you're going to hear nothing but strategies and how we do that every single day. So if you get value out of this, and I know that you will, go over to iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and make sure you share this with a like-minded friend. All right. With that being said, let's dive right into the show. All right. We are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Art of Permanent Weight Loss. If you're watching this on Facebook, of course. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, welcome to the Permafit Live podcast. And listen, if you are listening to this on the podcast and you do want to check these out on Facebook, and I strongly encourage that you do, then head over to Facebook and look for our free group. Search for it. It's called The Art of Permanent Weight Loss. And the link to that will be in the show notes of this podcast. Okay. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're watching this on Facebook, guys, if you haven't checked out our podcast yet, I highly recommend that you do. Okay. There's like 130 something episodes, almost 140 episodes in there ton of stuff that's not here in Facebook. So if you want to check that out, just go over to whatever platform you prefer, if that's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever, and search for it. It's called the Permafit Live Podcast. Okay. If you dig it, leave us a rating and review. Appreciate that. Subscribe, of course. And then if you know someone in your life that needs to hear these words and share it with them. That's really uh all it asks we'd ask and honestly like that would that'd be a huge help for us too so we'd really appreciate it so all right cool so what are we talking about today so today this gonna be do something we're gonna do something a little bit different right a lot of times what we do here is we start to pick apart the things that we know as coaches are going to be huge obstacles for you if you're going through transformation. And a lot of times those guys, the guys, those things are internal, right? Those are inside. We always talk about a lot of those storytelling and, and internal limiting beliefs and some other myths that we've just been conditioned to believe for so long. And while that stuff is all true, I also understand that people, maybe you are looking for like, okay, that stuff is great. I kind of get it. I don't really know how to even work on it, to be honest with you, Gordon, Scott. But what else What else can I do? Like, what else can I do right now? What actions can I take right now, either nutritionally or training-wise or, or what, to start to make a difference? And so today, what we're going to do is we're going to go over five actionable things that you can do right now. You can implement these literally today and start to see an impact, start to see a change, okay? And so we're just going to kind of go through these. And I may share some details. Scott may share some details. 
about what changed in our lives with our transformations years ago when we started incorporating these things. And we also will share what we see in our clients who implement these things and stick to them and, and, and put them into the rotation and what they have seen from results from those things. Okay. So let's dive right in. Okay. So again, five things that you can deploy right now to start to see weight loss, fat loss, and body transformation unfold. Okay. So the first thing guys is have to set a goal. Okay. You have to set a goal. Right now, too often, way too often, when I'm talking to somebody and they are interested in transforming in some capacity, they want to lose weight, they want to do whatever, they want to get stronger, they want to be healthier for their kids. And I ask them, okay, explain that to me. And it's always, well, I want to lose weight and be healthier. Guys, that is not a goal. They need to understand that is not a goal. That is like a side sub piece of the whole thing. Okay. A goal is something that is specific. Okay. It's measurable, something you can actually wrap your, your, your head and your mind around and quantitatively determine whether you achieved it or not. Right. Being healthier, what does that even mean? Get fit and be healthy. That's not something that you can really quantify. Right. You can't measure that. You can't. You can't, you can't put that into any sort of specificity. Does that make sense? So have to set a goal though. Until you set a goal, then you're always just going to be floundering. You're always just going to be doing something and hoping that some other outcome happens. Okay, Some objective that's in your head that you can't even articulate happens. Okay, Now then you're in the business of hoping. Then you're in the business of praying. Then you're in the business of wishing that whatever you're doing is going to work. Okay, that's not going to work. Please understand. First thing I, I highly recommend you do is set a goal. You want to lose 30 pounds? Great. Talk about that, right? 30 pounds. What happens when you do that? What happens when you achieve that 30 pound weight loss? Okay. And then you sort of backpedal from there. Okay. You backpedal. You you sort of try to time collapse that a little bit and chunk it down. So if you want to lose 30 pounds, great. Now let's put a let's put a, a a time to that. Let's put a duration. 30 pounds by when? 30 pounds by 2025? 30 pounds by January? 30 pounds. Like you have to have a target. Okay. So the way that we describe goals is we use the SMART model. And maybe you've heard that before. Okay. I didn't make it up. And the SMART model is you take a goal. And you just use the word smart and you sort of, you kind of break down that acronym. What it stands for is the S stands for specific. Okay. The M stands for measurable. The A stands for actionable, meaning you can actually apply some action. You know what action steps you need to do to make the goal happen. Um, R stands for realistic. Okay. It is important to have something realistic. It doesn't mean it can't be ambitious. But it has to be realistic. You can't lose 150 pounds in 30 days. Understand? So it has to have some reality-based boundaries to it. And then the last one is T. Okay, and that stands for time-bound. Okay, time-bound, which means you have to have a duration around this whole thing. So again, a smart goal that should be your first thing that you're doing. And if you haven't set that goal, honestly, you really don't have 
um, a lot of a lot to complain about as far as like I'm eating healthy, quote unquote, and I'm working out, quote unquote, but I don't really I'm not really working towards anything. So therefore, what results should I really be getting? Right. You're just kind of floating. So, again, first thing you should do is set that goal. And just real quick, I want to recap that SMART acronym one more time. Specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, time bound. Okay. Um, just a heads up, Scott. I'm like losing you a little bit here. You're in, you're out. <laughs> so. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch connections. Yeah, the, I don't know why it keeps cutting out in this area today. So I'm yeah, I'm gonna Good. switch for you. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, guys. So that's the first thing, right? You have to set that goal. Okay. Now, by the way, we're very good at this spend a lot of time doing this and working with people on this and setting goals and trying to unpack that a little bit with people. So if you need help with that, just drop a comment here and we'll get into it with you, right? We will get into that with you. We will have that conversation. We'll DM you and, you know, we'll see if we can, we can help you get on the right track towards that and understand what that goal really is. Okay? So the second thing, right? This is getting a little bit more actionable on the nutrition side. Okay. Second thing is if you take your entire day's worth of drinks and you replace one calorically dense drink with water, you will see a massive impact. Okay, that is the truth. One soda, swap it out for water. One coffee with like sugar and cream, swap it out with water. One glass of wine, swap it out with water. One glass of chocolate milk whatever you drink, right? Juice, even a lot of juice is like loaded with calories and loaded with sugar. Swap it out. Swap it out with water. And what I've found, and what you'll find if you do this, is if you take one like eight ounce or 10 ounce or 12 ounce glass of something that you're already drinking every day that has a considerable amount of calories, like juice, okay? Juice is gonna have upwards of 150, 180 calories in a 10 or 12 ounce glass, right? And that may not seem like much, but when you're doing that every day and you feel like you're doing the right thing, okay? Or in, wor in worst case is grabbing a bottle of like apple juice from the coffee shop, from like Dunkin' Donuts or something and drinking that and thinking that you're doing yourself favors. What you're actually doing is you're, you're throwing down 200, 220, 250 calories of pure sugar every day, okay? Just because it's from apples, or oranges or pomegranates does not mean that those calories are good quality calories. Okay. So if you replace that with water, one of those a day, you'd be amazed that over the course of a week, you're actually reducing your overall caloric intake by like anywhere from like a thousand to 1200, 1500, sometimes more, 2000 calories over the course of a week. Guys, if you want to hit some fat loss results, start drinking more water and start drinking less of that stuff. So, um, Scott, so it looks like you're back. Looks I'm like back. All right, cool. <laughs> so yeah, this last thing I just went over was, um, was swapping out calorically dense drinks. One, just one a day with water. And, uh, and I know like for me, I used to drink a lot of soda and a lot of Gatorade, right? So I swapped those out for water and like almost like instantly, I know that I feel better, but I actually started to like the bloat kind of went away and like I, I felt amazing and my, I started to see actual weight loss results quickly uh, as a result. Have you, did you, did you have anything like that going on when you first started? You know, no, that was never really my issue. I was never a huge like soda fan. I mean, if I did, I drink diet soda. 
So I never really had that issue, but I know a lot of people that do. And I, I am actually one of those weirdos that like cold water. Um, but a lot of people don't. And I know what's worked for a lot of people is to add some flavoring to their water. And that makes it more palatable for them to, you know, drink yeah. it throughout the day. So, but yeah, I mean, I see it a lot with people, but that, yeah, that was never my thing though. I never had, really had a problem with that. No, that's good. Yeah. So you weren't cursed with that. So for mm -hmm. me, yeah, it was like, give me, you know, sweet stuff. And, uh, I didn't know any better, right. When I was younger. So 350 calories a Gatorade, sure. Yeah. Let's do it, you know, I didn't. And, and I know a lot of people don't even realize, I mean, how many times do we have clients who come in and, and get to talking to them in the beginning and they just don't really even realize like, it's just not even just has never crossed their mind. They don't know. So awareness is everything, right? So that would be my challenge for you guys. And these, these are kind of in order of importance, like in order of to do, right? But again, that second item is to replace at least one, just one, actually, just start with one, one calorically dense drink with water per day, okay? Uh, the third thing is to increase your protein intake, okay? So I would say 99% of the people that we work with are, when they come in are not eating nearly enough protein okay and what most people don't realize is that the protein does a lot for us when it comes to weight loss weight management body fat loss muscle development and it, it kind of gets a bad rap a lot of people think that if you're eating high protein that also implies you need to eat low carb okay that's not what i'm saying okay please understand my words here high protein increase your protein so my the action step here is to increase your protein, okay? Now, most people will increase it and they will maybe see a little bit of a result, but they're still probably not increasing it enough, okay? So I can give you kind of a rough target uh, and, and you can kind of work from that. So a rough target to go try to hit beginning immediately is gonna be somewhere between about a half a gram of protein to around 0.7 grams of protein. And for all you non, you know, math people, uh, I feel for you. But this is this is really like the best way to approach it, right? About a half a gram of protein to 0.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Okay, so if you weigh 100 pounds, right, which most of you don't, right? That's <laughs> that's it's not very much for an adult. But if you weigh, you know, 100 pounds, it would be 50 to 70 pounds grams of protein, right? Does that make sense? So you want to kind of approach that range. Now, here's the thing. What that number should actually be is going to vary person to person. I want to be really clear about that. But I've found that most people are eating like <clears throat> or less grams of protein per pound of body weight max. Okay. So if you just increase it a little bit, what you're going to see, you're going to start to see all the positive effects of having more protein in your system. And one of the things, guys that right off the bat that you should know that you're going to receive as a result of eating more protein is a, the, the satiety is going to be higher. Okay? You're going to feel more satiated. You're going to feel more satisfied, more full longer if you're eating more protein. Okay. So one of the, unfortunately what a lot of people end up doing when they're hungry is they snack, right? I mean, how many people here snack? I'm actually curious for those, especially even you guys watching the replay, like how many people snack? You like to snack? Uh, <laughs> put it in the comments. Uh, snacking is, here's why snacking leads to a result that people typically aren't excited about, okay? 
because snacking is usually done with things that are like just super high in carbs and high in fat and low in protein. Okay. Chips, cookies, stuff like that. Right. Very off, very, very, very few people that I know will snack on things like that are actually going to be high in protein. Right. And so here's the problem when you're doing that, when you're eating things that are just carb heavy like that and you're snacking, then it's going to, you're, you're, you're a, like, because it's just a carb source, because it's just a fast digesting carb source, those things are going to not satiate you at all. Okay. So you're not going to feel full at all. And it's going to almost like prompt you to keep going, it's gonna prompt you to keep doing it more and more and more. And, uh, and I see this all the time. So Scott, you're a big snacker, right? <laughs> As you said, you raised your hand. Uh, so what does that look like? What does that look like? And now that you are, are in a spot now where your awareness around this stuff is a lot higher than it used to be, like, how do you manage that? How do you control that? Like, what's that look like? So, um, I mean, as you know, I'm trying to think of the simplest way to say this, but what happens is, I guess the easiest way to say it is like, there's, there's really four phases to it, as you know, Gordon. I mean, there's, when someone's really starting out on this journey, they really don't know what to do. They just know what they're doing is not working, right? And then they get to the place where they know what to do, but it's still like a lot of thought and effort going into it. And then they move to the place where they know what to do and it's really not a lot of effort at all. And then they hit the fourth and final phase, which is that eating is just so intuitive for them. They just, they just know, right? And I'm fortunate enough that I'm at that place where I can snack and I just know how it kind of fits into my life and where I need to tone it down and tone it up. And based on, am I hungry? Am I not hungry? What do I really want? Um, that's just, you know, how I navigate it. I don't, I don't really know a simple way to, to say that other than it just, you know, one, you have to truly understand how nutrition works, as you know, um, you know, for that specific situation and then become aware of, of food choices. And it doesn't mean giving up any particular food. It means understanding, as you know, how food works, like what it really is, how it impacts you, how it affects body fat, how it affects, you know, muscle gain, how it affects weight loss, everything. And then from there is when you could play around with like being far more flexible with what you do. So I'm fortunate enough. I'm at that point where, um, if I want a snack, um, I can have a snack and anyone can also have a snack. Like snack, it doesn't mean you need to cut out snacking, mm -hmm. but awareness of it is what's important. Awareness of everything is important. Awareness of how badly you want it. How much do you really want? Um, what is it you really want? How does that really fit into your goal? of getting to where you want to be body composition wise. But again, as, as you know, and we tout to everyone is that no food's off limits. No food ever should be off limits because anytime it's off limits, you're going to fight back, right? Mm -hmm. If someone tells me I can't eat a potato chip, guess what I'm going to want? I'm going to want a potato chip. If someone says, don't think of a white elephant, what are you going to think of? A white elephant, <laughs> right? So um, giving up snacking is never the answer. If you enjoy snacks, it's understanding how nutrition works and 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 allowing yourself to live how you want to live but within those parameters so that you can still enjoy snacks so i know it's kind of a roundabout answer but there's really no just simple direct way to answer that question 
Yeah, no, it's a really good way to put it, man. It's awareness around this stuff does matter. Does matter. And everything. I mean, yeah, understanding it first and then awareness. Yeah. And and look, guys, when you understand nutrition, just like a little side detour here. When you understand nutrition, and I need to specify that understanding nutrition doesn't mean you know like the word calorie, the word protein. Like that's that does not imply that you really know nutrition. Like, will you understand? The energy expenditure model of the body, how that stuff really works, right? You really understand how calories really work in your body and how those macronutrients that you're eating actually work in your body. What's your body actually doing with them? When you understand those things, you start to get into the biology of it a little bit, then all this stuff becomes very, very, very intuitive, very natural, very simple, and very easy, okay? And snacking is one of those things. And it becomes just this, this like little piece of the, the, the greater understanding that you have now over nutrition. And, and here's the thing, you know, we started this, this part of the conversation talking about protein consumption, right? Protein is, in my opinion, the most important macronutrient we need to have on a regular basis in high quantities. And the reason, like I said, is satiety, but also guys, your whole body is a muscle. Okay. Like your whole body is a muscle. If you really want to dig into it, like your tendons and your ligaments, which aren't technically muscles, all of those things, they main, they are maintained through the consumption of protein and the utilization of the amino acids from protein to strengthen them, maintain them, build them, keep them strong, keep them flexible without a high level of protein not only do you not stay full longer which promotes full uh fat loss obviously but you also enhance your body's ability to maintain and build upon that that maintenance to a level that's stronger and healthier okay so if you have any interest in having like a long life of vitality and running around with your grandkids down the road and doing that kind of stuff like i do like i know scott does then it behooves you to put the right things in your body now so not only can you get the weight off and live a and try to get into that point where you're living a permanent lifestyle around that but also 20 years from now guess what you're going to be primed and ready for that does that make sense yeah and gordon on on that note too i think one of the biggest things i see is you know people will just research and google all this stuff about nutrition because they feel so lost and they believe everything needs to be so black and white in their approach and so analytical and detail oriented. And some people are okay with that. As you know, some people are okay being extremely analytical and detail oriented, but other people, it makes it where it becomes so annoying and, 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 um, and, and just so overbearing that they just throw their hands up in the air in frustration over it. So again, I think, you know, you mentioned permanent lifestyle. That's really the only thing that will work permanently, obviously. And that's where like, if you're the type that likes to snack and you're the type that likes to go out a lot, or you're the type, I was talking to someone earlier today who has parties at their house a lot, then you need a style of eating that allows you to live your life because otherwise anything that prevents you from doing that you're going to fail at it because, but you know, that's like someone telling you to change everything that you enjoy doing. <laughs> and, you know, th- again, it, 
this the problem with the fitness and weight loss industry is everything is predicated on like oh you want to lose weight here's what you got to do and you know people are people they're human beings we're not robots right we're not robots that could just be like okay i need to eat this much fat grams per day and i need this many carbohydrates and i can't eat this carb because it's a fast digesting or a slow digesting or this that and the other and these rules and regulations we place upon food make it where it's like this is too much. I can't do this. I can eat this, but I can't eat that. And I can't eat at this time of the day, but I can't eat at that time of the day. And I got to cycle this, this day, and I got to do this, that day. And, and it just becomes a nightmare. And that's the complete opposite of a permanent approach, right? So whether it's snacking or eating a dessert or having breakfast or not having breakfast or whatever your thing is, you have to first understand, truly, truly understand how nutrition works for your situation and then adopt whatever is going to work for you long term. Because the thing we hate to see most is how everything is predicated on quick fixes, band-aids, how much weight could I lose as fast as possible? And that's not the answer, guys. Never is going to be the answer. The answer is a permanent approach. And I got to tell you too. You think the answer is how much weight you can lose. That never, ever, ever is going to get you what you want. I promise you. If you think you have 40 pounds to lose, just dropping 40 pounds is never going to do it. What you're truly after, what, if you're honest with yourself, is we see this over and over again, is you want to look and feel great and be able to live your life. And that does involve having muscle. That's going to give you the look you want. And it involves losing body fat not weight, body fat, very different things. And with that, allowing yourself not to be a prisoner to food because just trying to lose weight fast, trying to be a prisoner to food, trying to restrict yourself and never touch a snack um, or only eat avocado or only eat this or only eat that, it's, just, it's never going to happen. It'll work, it'll work temporarily. You know, following a meal plan will work temporarily, but it's never, ever, ever going to be a long-term permanent solution. That's the case, guys. Right. And uh, since we're talking about snacking, you know, one of my favorite things in the world. Actually, I just I just put a post in our in our free group. Just I was genuinely curious, like who would want to see what I eat on a daily basis? And like within 10 minutes, I had like there's like 30 responses. Yeah. (laughs) I was I thought that was was very surprising. But anyway, I thought you just you just eat chicken and broccoli three times a day, right? (laughs) I haven't had chicken and broccoli and (laughs) I don't know how many years, uh, but anyways, what what those people are going to find because I am going to go through it. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that all out. Is that I one of my favorite things in the world is tortilla chips, like Tostitos, dude. I don't know what it is about like that is like the thing that I over Frito I, over Frito scoops. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, really? Yeah. Just some plain Jane, dude. Plain Jane. Horrible. Uh, but I eat Tostitos like every day, literally every day, and. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll eat them in front of like my family, uh, not, not my immediate family, but like my parents or whatever. And they'll look at me and they'll say, well, you can't eat those. You, know, you, can't, you can't, you can't eat that. Uh, and, and that's the mentality that people have is that they have to give up everything they love in, in order to stay fit all year round. Okay. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, you don't. Okay. You don't. The things that you actually want to eat, there is a way for you to continue eating those things every day or every week 
in a regular, consistent way where you're also dropping body fat. Okay. And it doesn't involve starving yourself and it doesn't involve intermittent fasting and it doesn't involve pills and it doesn't involve a bunch of other bullshit. All right. It's about understanding nutrition. Okay. If there's one thing you get out of this episode right here is that if you don't understand nutrition, this will always be a problem for you. It would just always will. You'll always be bouncing from meal plan to diet to meal plan to diet, whatever. It's never going to be something that's like a truly like elegant, simple lifestyle. It's just not. And I want to put, I want to put an asterisk on that one too, because understanding nutrition is number one, but then it's also applying that to like the real world, right? Because if you drive yourself nuts over nutrition, then even if you understand it, it's going to be challenging. So it's understanding it and applying it in a way that you could actually, for you, do forever, right? Yeah, I mean, this is why this is why coaching is so important. Let's just be honest. This is why working with someone who's been down this road over and over and over and over and over again is so important, right? Because it allows you to do exactly that, to learn and be taught the academic part of it. Sure, this is, this is how protein works. This is how carbs work, right? This is how calories really work, more than just knowing the buzzwords. And then you apply it and you implement and you execute, and then you get course correction. Right? Then you get feedback. Then you get these little micro adjustments. And then before you know it, you now know the skill. And it's, it is a skill that's been taught and you've practiced in the real world. And now it's never going to be a problem for you ever again because now you know how to do it. Yeah. And Gordon, on that note, though, I, I do want to touch on like, because when people, some people hear the word coaching, I had a call with someone earlier who said they worked at one point with a personal trainer. And it was like a, uh, a competitive bodybuilder um was was the trainer and they were like a coach and they had them at the time doing cardio six times a week and weight training five days a week and they were meticulously tracking and bringing a scale with them everywhere they went and they were not allowed to drink any alcohol it was forbidden um they were not allowed to have any desserts and this was what it and it, and it worked for this person for about 90 days and then what do you think happened didn't work anymore. Yeah, they were like, screw this. I can't do this anymore. So again, like that person started to understand pieces of this, but it was done in such a way that it drove them so nuts that, yeah, anyone could do anything for a short period of time. But again, it's still not a long-term sustainable approach. So any kind of coaching, you have to make sure, is this something that you can do forever? Or is this something that it's just, hey, yeah, I can get you in shape for 90 days. Yeah, we got we got you. Um, and that it's something that as soon as that's up and you go back to some level of normalcy, it's done. It's absolutely done. Right? That's very different things. Two very different things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I guess the 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 punchline there is like who okay, let's just say you're working with someone who has done this. What was the actual outcome, right? And what and what is the lifestyle that that person is building? For others like this stuff matters, right? And um, and it's about long term, right? So, so everything here is about long term. It's about long term. Where are we going to be? Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, 10, 15, 20, 25 years from now, am I going to be like going to the next diet, the next fad thing, or is this going to be actually my lifestyle now? Is this going to be something that I can actually weave into my real life? where I can continue to like 
eating the things I want to eat and not have to uplift and uproot every little detail of my life to try and understand stuff. So anyways, yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, Scott. I appreciate bringing that up, man. Um, so we kind of beat this one pretty hard here, right? So protein is, is a critical piece of your nutritional profile and you should try to improve it and increase that. Okay. And do that immediately. Uh, item number four. Okay. The fourth thing on this list of five things is to increase your resistance training. Look, too many people have a weight loss or transformation goal that they're trying to achieve. And maybe it's not even to a goal yet, right? I, I remember like item number one here was a goal. If you guys remember, most people don't even have a goal, but in their mind, they kind of do. And that, that outcome that they want is to look a certain way. They have a body in mind that they would love to be in. Okay. Too many people are trying to achieve that result with actions that don't map to that result in the gym. Okay. And this is why so many people go to the gym every single day or five days a week or whatever, and they do a bunch of stuff. They do 20 minutes of this cardio, like on the whatever, the elliptical, and then they do this machine and then that machine and this machine. And then they do that over and over and over and over and over again. And then 10 years later, they look exactly the same. Okay. Resistance training is your friend. Okay. Resistance training is it is the 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 tran the key to transformation as far as the training goes. Okay. Now I gotta be clear about something. Like when I say resistance training, yes, I'm talking about weightlifting, I'm talking about bands, I'm talking about calisthenics, things that are going to apply like resistance. Okay. Basically not cardio, nothing high impact, high intensity, none of that stuff. Okay. Resistance training. But here's the thing. Okay, the devil is going to be in the details here because I know I'm saying resistance training right now. A lot of people might be writing this down. They're like, cool, got it. And they're going to go to the gym. They're going to do a bunch of stuff still, right? Or go what? on Pinterest or YouTube or... Yeah, you can go grab a workout plan and you're like, okay, I'll do chest on Monday. You know, it's International Chest Day. I'll do uh, back and biceps on Tuesday. I'll do legs on whatever, right? Whatever rotation. They'll do a bunch of stuff. And they'll do that for a little while and they still won't see a result. I see this all the time too. And the problem is that while they're not really short on work ethic, the strategy has a bunch of holes in it. Okay. Doing a bunch of random stuff is not going to get you where you're trying to go. Okay. Training programming is, it is also a skill. There is a method to the madness there. Okay. So, I, I implore you to, if you haven't yet, to, to really learn that skill too, because that is a skill. Just like nutrition is a learnable thing, training and working out, resistance training, these things are a learnable thing. Okay. Now, for me, I worked with coaches and mentors, and I'm a personal trainer, so I had to go to school for that. But Scott, you didn't do those but you did well you didn't you didn't go get to school for it but you did work with like a celebrity trainer for like a year right mm -hmm. and that yeah. was like that was a pretty big like didn't you pay like it was quite a bit of investment mm -hmm. right like, yeah and and you know for me i had struggled with my weight for years and i had done all the things that you know most people try 
um, you know, CrossFit and random, I'd go on, you know, back at the time it was like bodybuilding.com and I'd find different workouts and I do yoga. Um, I'd go running. I trained for a half marathon. I did like beach body workouts. I did all the stuff, all the diets, never got anywhere. Can I interrupt yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think just right now, before you even get into the details, because I do want you to talk about that, but why do you think that doing like beach body workouts, that's a great example, right? Why do you think those didn't work for you? Why do you think those didn't actually get you the result you're looking for? Because they weren't designed to get me the result I was looking for. And there was no real uh, cohesive strategy behind it. And, you know, what, what, what I realized after working with, you know, some of the top strength and conditioning coaches in the country, and, you know, we design our programming at Permafit around those same philosophies, is that believe it or not, as you, I mean, you know this, Gordon, not, but for people listening, like less at this age, at this age, less of the right work is what actually gets the job done. I thought it was the more you do, the better you could do anything. Just the longer you work out, like, you know, I was from that kind of belief, like just work out as much as possible. Like you're burning a bunch of calories. That's a good thing. Do a bunch of cardio, hit workouts, things like that. I never noticed a difference at all. I did this for years, never saw a thing. And then, you know, in a fairly short period of time, like I radically transformed my body. And, and also like I understood nutrition too, but that led me to the place where, you know, now I, I train three to four times a week, you know, half hour each, and I eat whatever the hell I want. And at 41 years old, I have a six pack all year, right? It's not normal. Like I thought that that was impossible. I never thought that was like normal. But now it's now it's easy and intuitive, and um, I I feel for people that still feel that they need to destroy themselves working mm -hmm. out, and that they need to give up the foods they love. And I scream it, and you do too, from the rooftops. That does not need to be like that. It really doesn't. I'm not touting that you're going to have a six pack in 30 days. Like that's not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is that if you find a strategy that works for you that you could do forever, which involves eating foods you want to eat. And training in a way that you don't like destroy yourself where you don't want to do it, then it is something you just keep doing. And when you keep doing it, the results keep compounding. And then we always tell people, like when we talk to people at Permafit, we'll get on the phone with someone and they're like, we're like, you know, where do you, where do you want to be? Like, what do you really want? And they're like, oh, I'd like to lose 30 pounds. And we're like, okay, cool. So what do you really want? Like, if you didn't have any limiting beliefs about this, what do you really want? Well, I mean, I guess if you're throwing that on the table, like, I'd love to be able to like rock a bikini all year and be the person that like walks in a room and the other women are like, damn, what the hell is she doing at 48 years old to look like that? Like, that's what I really want. I'm um, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I get that you have doubt that it's possible. I understand that, you know, because of everything you've tried not working, but that's what we tell people is as long as you have, if you have a strategy that works and you could do it forever, then as long as you keep doing it, it will happen. Not about how fast it happens that it actually does and you could stay there um which is what we teach you know we don't we do not buy into this whole seven minute abs 28 day cleanse 14 day detox eat kale you know like it's not a sustainable approach it's a gimmick it is a gimmick 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 right how, how much effort does it take you on a weekly basis on a dallas to do daily basis i know people are wondering how, many, how much effort does it take you on a daily basis to maintain a six pack at 41 years old? I mean, 
three to four times a week, a half hour, 35 minutes. I work out. Right. So even mental effort, mental uh, effort. Zero. I mean, Ooh, I, maybe not zero, five, 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 I mean, minutes. <laughs> zero. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really think about it. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Same here. So I'm at that place now too. Right. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm not as wise as you. I'm not quite 41 yet, but at least I'm taller, but I do, have, <laughs> I do, I do. I also, so I have, you know, I have abs all year round too, guys. And, and, uh, like I said, you know, Tostitos every day, like I'm working out about the same as Scott and I eat pizza and I eat chocolate, you know, like you got to understand when you know this stuff the right way, not a big deal. And on the resistance training side of things, Yes, less is more, right? Less of the right stuff is more, okay? Unfortunately, a lot of people are going to hear this and they're still going to go and kill themselves at a, at a kickboxing thing like six nights a week. Look, kickboxing's fine. Great. Got it. But five, six nights a week, just understand like that might be fun. You may enjoy it. It might be therapeutic. You might be hanging out with your friends. Cool but you're not going to get closer to your goal that way. Just keep just as long as that is understood. Okay. And mm-hmm. again, I mentioned beach body earlier. Look, I'm not a big fan of their stuff. I don't think that they're bad. I just don't think that they're conducive to anyone's real goal. Okay. And I fortunately, because of the availability of it, like a lot of people use it. Right. But a lot of those people never really get anywhere. Okay. Maybe one out of a thousand. That's just the reality. So the unfortunate reality. And um, and look, I I, I think that uh, this is a perfect segue to the to the next piece, right? Item five, which is <clears throat> if you're doing cardio, I'm just going to tell you right now to stop doing cardio beyond, especially beyond like the 15 minute mark. Okay, what most people end up doing when they start to make some progress is they end up stalling or ending their progress with by doing too much of the wrong things okay cardio believe it or not guys is actually is is harmful to transformation okay now i know some people probably listen to this this guy's full of shit he doesn't know what he's talking about calorie you know, burning calories right up like that can't be bad for you okay i and look it's not bad for you but you got to understand when you're doing cardio especially over that 15, 20 minute mark. Look, that's the equivalent of putting your body in like distress and, and, and like it, it struggles to do that. Okay. The body does. And so what happens is it needs energy. You've already burned up all your, if you know anything about the body and the energy expenditure model, this stuff will start to make sense. You'll realize that, Oh, I don't have any ATP left. I don't have any energy available right now. My glycogen stores are just being depleted because I've been working continuously for the last 20 minutes. And what's going to happen is your body's going to be looking for resources, okay? And it's going to eat away at your muscles to do that, okay? Not a lot, okay? You're not going to lose all your muscle mass in one cardio session. But if you're doing this every day, you're going to lose muscle mass, okay? So if you are putting it on, guess what? It's also going away, okay? And if you're not doing any resistance training to build muscle and you're not putting the adequate amount of protein in your body, and you're doing all this cardio, guess what's going to happen? It's going to eat away your muscle, okay? So while you can lose weight doing that, you're going to end up in this result where you look like kind of skinny fat, right? And that is a result that I hear, unfortunately, a lot of people complain about. And they, they always say, look, I don't get it. I'm doing 
seven hours of cardio a week. I don't understand why I don't have this fit, lean runner's physique. And what they don't see is that like, okay, yeah, that, that Hussein Bolt look, you know, or whatever, like they're also squatting and they're, they're doing things to build their body. Okay. They're doing the right things. They have the appropriate programming. Okay. So uh, my point is like doing all this cardio is hurting you in this area. Okay. It's eating away your muscle mass. And here's the other thing too, all this cardio that you're doing is it's burning calories on demand, which is great. That's awesome. Okay. But beyond that, there's, there's no benefit from a caloric burning fat burning standpoint. Zero. So when you stop doing cardio, your body stops burning calories. Does that make sense? Whereas when you're resistance training and you're putting muscle mass on your body, you're building muscle and you're breaking it down. Okay. Really what you're doing is you're breaking it down. We'll get into that later, but you're built, you're breaking down your muscles during that resistance training. Your body continues to burn calories. Even when you're not training, okay, you're improving your overall basal metabolic rate by adding muscle mass to your frame. That is happening. Okay. So not only are you building muscle and building out that lean fit look that so many of you want abs, muscle definition, stuff like that, but you're also giving your body a boost, a metabolic boost to continue burning calories even when you're not training. Okay. Cardio does not do that. Okay. So I, I would say right now is an actionable step is literally stop doing cardio. As crazy as that might sound. Start resistance training. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going to be like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. That sounds crazy. And all I'm saying is like, if, if your conventional beliefs around this stuff are that I need to do more cardio and not touch the weights, then all you're going to continue to get is conventional results. Okay. You're not going to be able to get anything new, different. So, all right, guys, um, we're going to, we're going to punch out in here in a second, but I want to recap through these things. Okay. So these are actionable steps that if you literally take these right now, you will see a change. You will see a result. Okay. Um, the first thing is you need to set a goal, but you have to set a goal. You cannot be going into this blind much as it might seem like, you know, exactly what you're doing, where you're going, blah, blah, blah. If you haven't taken a minute to really identify a goal, preferably using that smart model approach, then you're never really going to get there. You're just going to be floundering. Okay. Maybe you get there. And if you do, it'll be kind of by luck. All right. Second thing is replace one calorically dense drink per day with a glass of water. And that doesn't, doesn't matter how calorically dense it is, whether that's 50 calories, 200 calories, 1,000 calories. By the way, do you know Starbucks has like an 800-calorie coffee? Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, if you're drinking those, let's swap that out with a glass of water, okay? Do one of those a day. Swap one of those out a day, okay? That will make a big difference. And item number three, increase your protein intake. Okay, particularly if you can, a lean protein source. Okay, not something that has a lot of protein, but has also another 30, 40 grams of fat, right? I mean, pizza has a lot of protein in it, but it also has a lot of fat. So just be mindful of that, right? And this is where the understanding of nutrition makes a big difference. Uh, item number four, start resistance training. Okay, less of that high intensity stuff, focusing on the resistance training. Right? Slow, hypertrophy, time under tension, stuff like that. Let's build that muscle mass out. 
so that we can improve your overall metabolic rate so that we can build the the figure that you actually want okay and then number five stop doing cardio stop it knock it off cut it out you don't need it okay good for your lungs do it every once in a while but if you do like don't go over that 15 minute mark um guys like if you import like i said if you if you deploy these things right now you will see a major difference so i saw a couple comments pop through um <laughs> seems like it's easier for guys than women to build muscle uh that is that's not exactly how it works Kristen. and uh Kristen's actually a client of ours so we'll have to have that conversation separately uh but that's that's not the case okay it's all about doing things the right way and then priming your body to be ready for that muscle growth right so time under tension hypertrophy like i said and also giving yourself the right nutrients to be able to build that okay you break the muscle down with your training and you build it up every other time during the day okay with your nutrition with your rest with your recovery with your if you're supplementing right doing those things the right way uh, that will enhance and help your muscle development and then also sleeping properly so we can have a whole separate conversation about that but um, it's just not true, at least not at this level, right? I mean, things change obviously when you get into like the competition world, but we're not really talking about that. Um, all right, Scott, I don't know if I lost you, man. Are you still there? No, I'm here. I'm here. Cool. So we're gonna punch out here, guys. So this was awesome. And look, if you have any questions about this stuff, any of those five things or anything else, drop a comment here below, uh, guys. If you're listening to this on the podcast, just shoot me a message, shoot me an email, whatever. It's all in the show notes. And would love to connect with you guys. And by the way, if you're not already, go go connect with me on Instagram. Spend a lot of time over there too. And uh, that's at gordon.light on Instagram. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Take care.